guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're talking about Melissa Riker from the Happier Homemaker, and um, she's talking about something we all would love to be successful at, and how to get your family to help with the housework. Um, she says that she's a blogger at thehappierhomemaker.com. She's been blogging for nine years, and it's probably been 10 or 11 now. And uh, she blogs about easy recipes, DIY decor, Cleaning and Organizing the Home. Those are the topics that she blogs about. Uh, she is not, unless she is now, but at the time that I uh, read this, uh, she was not on YouTube. But this, before we get started, I want to let you know that this talk is st straight from, she has a course, Mom's core toolbox so you can check that out on her blog um, but she says the first thing you have to do which is true and uh, now that my kids are grown um, I can say this was the hardest part this is the hardest part about getting your kids to do chores and is changing your mindset she says phase one is all about you phase one is about your mindset because if you don't go into the process of teaching your kids to do chores properly, you're going to fail. Now for me, I worked, so I was a teacher and I was off during the summer. So summers is when I tried to have a lot of fun thing, activities with my kids, spend real good time with my kids. We went to the beach and um, did some things together as a family. Well, mostly me and the kids because my husband was still at work and I was home during the day. But chores is some of the things that I concentrated on during the summer. Matter of fact, there was one summer my kids said I ruined their whole summer because I wanted to make sure that they uh, did their chores before we did anything else during the summer. And they kind of dug their heels in and wouldn't do their chores. So we didn't get as many family activities done that summer. But, uh, looking back, maybe I was a little, I was asking for too much. I'm not sure. It's all in the past. But, um, nevertheless, we have to change our mindset. And her first, and I, this is the, the mindset that we have to get past the most. This one works more than anything else from experience. And that is... Pers being persistent. The first one is that you need to be persistent. This is probably the most important, and I agree. And you have to be persistent and consistent. Like, how many times have you made it a made a rule, and then oh, we didn't have time, so we'll do it next time. And then we didn't have time, we we'll do it next time. And then before you know it, you've completely forgot about your rules and the rules weren't taken seriously and then 
the kids just didn't do what you needed them to do because they didn't take you seriously. So we don't, we won't, um, so you have, I believe the process is slow because you're building new habits. So that's where that persistence is going to come in and consistency. Um, the second mindset is that you're the leader. You're not a dictator. You're not a tyrant. You are a leader. Um, you are the leader of your house. You are not the family maid. You are the leader of the family team. Not only are you the leader of the team, you're the coach and you're the star player. Just like sports team, every person in the family has a role to play. And if they don't play that role, it makes it harder for the whole team. It makes it hard for everyone. So you have to be a team player. So think about being a team coach, motivating and making progress. And the third mindset is let go of perfection, which leads, uh, which is hard. Uh, but you have to let go of perfection. If you have a five-year-old, it's not going to make their bed super perfectly. But the fact that they're making it and learning to do it automatically when you, they get up in the morning is the progress that you want to see. Progress, not perfection. And, of course, uh, looking for progress and age-appropriate progress because once they get older they're going to be able to do that a lot better uh be positive the la uh so during the learning process i go back to that cheesy phrase you catch more flies with honey than vinegar if you're trying to build a habit no amount of yelling and criticizing is going to reinforce that so be positive look for the good every day look for the little tiny things they're doing right and praise them for it. You're, you'll get a lot further than criticizing if you follow that rule. And I know sometimes as moms, we do get a little impatient um, and we want them, them to learn things and do things and obey a lot quicker than they want to. Uh, now, she says, phase one is start to build good habits. So in phase one, you're going to choose one super easy chore and she starts with making your bed and that seems like a perfectly easy where place to start. So she says, I would start with something like making their bed because it's something that's tied to a time. All right, after you get up and go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, go in your room and make your bed. You want that first tour to be tied to a time, oh, chore, that first chore to be tied to a time because we don't want procrastination and it's something that's fairly easy and it's quick. And she's tying habits to each other. Your, this is your morning routine. So it's all tied to your morning routine so that it's a little bit easier to remember. So then, what she says, you explain what you want them to do. Explain your expectations. Then you're going to show them how to do it. 
Sorry, I gotta sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. But first you're gonna explain to them what you want them to do and how you want them to do it. Then you're gonna show them how you want it done. If you're picky about it, show them what you expect. Don't assume that they're going to know that you want the top of the blanket folded down or they need to tuck the pillows in or whatever. You need to show them step-by-step step every single detail that you want them to remember. And then the third step is teaching the new chore is watching them do it. So the first few times you're literally going to stand there and watch them do the chore. That way you any bad habits they get, you can remind them right away and you don't want them to practice doing it wrong. It's like they say, it's not practice that makes perfect, it's perfect practice that makes perfect. Even though we're trying to work on progress, not perfection, you do still have to show them what you expect and exactly how you expect it because if you go and they're not doing it right, it, you're gonna get upset. Then once you feel comfortable letting them do it on their own, you need to check the quality of their work. Trust but verify. That's my tip. Um, but you need to do that for a while until they're doing it 100% of the time correctly. And then you need to spot check after that. When I was a teacher and I was teaching three-year-olds and four-year-olds how to do certain things, routines in the classroom. The whole first few weeks of school was just practicing over and over and over, lining up, lining up, lining up, um, how, how to put up your backpack, how to put up, you know, all those procedures and routines. Um, as a teacher, those are things that we are very specific about in the classroom. So why not be that way at home as well. It takes a lot of patience and endurance and persistence, but once it's done, once you've spent all that time up front, then it can be done without so much supervision in the back end. And again, it's age appropriate standards. And then you can just spot check from now on. Uh, then, so once you get to the first chore in place for something easy like making the bed, then you're going to add another chore and and like to keep the chores at, and I like to keep the chores at first, especially pretty fast and pretty easy. Uh, maybe we teach them to wipe down the countertops in the morning after they brush their teeth. Or maybe we teach them how to clean the toilet or how to sweep the floors. Um, so as an example, we're in the summertime now and the kids are home all day. So after lunch, they can't get on screens until they read for a certain amount of time, practice their musical instrument for a certain amount of time and do their chores. Okay. So you're tying things to uh, certain routines, morning routines, afternoon, lunch routine, and dinner routines. Um, so that it's all time sensitive and then they can have their free time. Uh, 
And then phase two would be family cleaning time. And this is like 10 to 15 minutes that you need to get in the habit of ha having where everybody just kind of works together to get the house cleaned up. Like put on some loud music, let the kids pick what songs, smile, laugh, it's fun. We're working together, we're doing something together. It's just for 10 minutes, just for 15 minutes. Uh, let's say you, uh, now if you have a child that checks the timer like every 30 seconds, remind them that they might get some extra jobs if they don't continue working continue working but it says so that's just something to build into your schedule even if it's only a couple of times a week um, and then rewards and incentives and then we're going to start adding more chores and that's where I like to start with rewards and incentives so rewards are when we catch them doing something right or above and beyond and they can and it they can be little uh, they can be words it can be that praise that we talked about my kids like Hershey kisses so time sometimes they get a Hershey kiss or maybe your kid wants one-on-one -on -one time with you like so hey I'll sit for 20 minutes and play Legos with you because you did some good job remembering to do this without having to be asked you have to kind of find your kids love language and work off of that I know um, me personally my uh, son the only thing that motivated him to do his chores or uh, was a punishment was keeping him off of game time on the computer now he played a lot of Minecraft so we're not talking about you know all these horrible games that are out there but he loved his computer time <clears throat> and uh, there were even times he asked for licks so that he could just stop being grounded from the computer <laughs> and so that is what worked for him that was the only thing that worked for him is computer time or I called it electronics time because for me um, when I said no computer time then he would just go and play games on the TV. So for my family, when I said no electronics whatsoever, that meant phones, games, TV, all anything that plugged into the wall other than lights. So, and then my daughter was a little bit different. Um, I can't remember, uh, I think just her allowance alone was a uh, motivation for her. So, and monetary uh, did not work for my son. He did not have a concept of money. He didn't care. So that did not work for him. But, um, so uh, what she, but let's, we're going back to Melissa Riker and what she has to say about all this. You have to kind of find your kids love language. Okay, the second part is incentive. So that's what people call an allowance. And in our house, we called it commission because you work and you get paid. If you don't work, you don't get paid. And that's something that comes from the Dave Ramsey Smart Money, Smart Kids program. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty good. Now, I wish I had uh, 
checked that out when my kids were younger, but nevertheless. Um, so what we have is that they have a set number of responsibility and there's a set payment at the end of the week. If they do the chore and they have a good attitude, they get paid. If they refuse to do the chore, I have to take away privileges until they do it because it's going to get done. But if they do it with a bad attitude and you have to constantly uh, withhold privileges to get the job done, then they don't get paid. You have to do it with a positive attitude and do it properly to get paid. And then I can just dock pay if they don't do them with a good attitude or we have issues. So there's that. They don't get to just not choose to do the chore and not get paid. Now, she covers disrespect and defiance. And that's a hard one, especially if you have a hard... Uh, 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 hard-headed or strong-willed, sorry, strong-willed child. Now, let's troubleshoot this whole process a little. What do you do if you have a disrespectful child or defiant child? You would be doing your child kid a disservice if you did not correct disrespectful and defiant behavior because that will go with them for the rest of their life. They won't be able to hold down a job if they can't if they can't keep their emotions in check and stay respectful. So what I suggest is if they start to be defiant or disrespectful with anything, not just with chores, you say you're being disrespectful. That's not okay. If you do it again, I'm going to blah, 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 and blah, 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 would be a removal of privileges or a punishment, if you will. 